Zack turned left on Davis Street, past churches and banks, the motel and several shops, then crossed the meandering Coyote River. On its west bank, just beyond the bridge, stood the Crow's Nest Steakhouse. Mauve gray clouds forming in the southwest were filtering the sun, so that the chalky whiteness of the Victorian hulk assumed a ghostly luminescence. Intensely green patches of neatly trimmed grass, the dark, crooked fingers of towering pecan trees, the gray tones of pavement, each took on three-dimensional qualities that made the picture seem artificially rich. My heart thudded. Home. But there was something wrong with this perfect picture. The semi-circular red-brick driveway in front of the mansion, normally used only for discharging and picking up guests, had cars parked in it. Police cars. My palms grew clammy as Zack motored slowly up the narrow blacktop that skirted the east side of the house, around the porte cochere, under which another police car sat, and turned left into the parking area between the back of the nest and the carriage house. Ahead of us, an ambulance was pulling solemnly into the side street on the west. Its lights were not flashing, nor was its siren blaring. As it glided noiselessly past, the sun caught the shiny bottom of a beer can being tilted back by the driver of a faded blue pickup. The courtyard was a mix of bustle and lethargy. Men carried bags and cases in no discernible pattern of activity while several lawmen stood on what had once been the house's back porch, but which now served as a loading dock. They interrupted their conversation to gaze silently our way. Dark, portly George Elsbeth, Dad's business partner, rushed to the Packard even before it came to a complete stop. Great beads of sweat were poised in the ebony ripples of his shiny forehead. Zack lowered the electric windows on his side of the car. What's happened, George? I asked across the length of the back seat. Somebody get hurt? I'm sorry, Jason. Yo, pa. Yo, pa. He's dead, Jason.